fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are highlighting all the athletes from the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And with us right now is Shelby Neal. Shelby, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. And so I'm so excited to have you on. We were talking before we went live. I feel like I know you, and I thought I interviewed you before, and I looked it up, and I hadn't. Um, so I don't know. I must have dreamed it last season. So now we're making it a reality. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is more professional than I was expecting. <laughs> I was anything, so here we go. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're very laid back, really. Don't let this stuff feel like it's anything more than just us hanging out. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We all talked, we we've all worked out today and none of us have had time to even hit the showers, No. but we're all in our houses alone. So <laughs> nobody cares. Yep. That's true. Exactly. And Shelby looks better than any of us. So um, we're good to go. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, just a quick break. Two seconds before this call. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about where you live, which is Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh. I wish. Oh, Asheville's what we're going to Cat. Okay. <laughs> so, Raleigh, you went to North Carolina State University? Yes, yeah. Just graduated in May last year. And you're super smart. No. <laughs> also wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, all so, the research. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What What is your degree in? Uh, my degree was in chemical engineering, but I work now in like a biomed engineering company. So, so maybe you were wrong because <laughs> you can't do that without being smart. <laughs> I'm just pretending every day. Okay. Well, all the engineers I know are pretty dang smart. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what made you go into so you went into chemical engineering, but now you're more like biochemical, biomechanical, uh, more, biochemical, more biomedical, I would say. So it's like a mixture of like mechanical and biomedical. So I kind of left the chemical side of my degree behind for this job because uh, like my research that I was doing was a little bit more focused on that. It was more like medical devices and how we can use 3D printing to customize that for patients. Um, and so that's the research that I did. I did it more on like it was more on veterinary side, but that transfers over exactly the same to the human side. So that's what I'm doing now. It's a medical device company, um, like more for human anatomy purposes. So, so a couple follow-ups, um, <laughs> you started on the veterinarian side. Um, mm-hmm. are you a, an animal lover? I do like animals. Yeah. Most animals. <laughs> um, do you have any pets? I have, well, so my parents live in Wake Forest, which is 30 minutes from here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Raleigh is like 30 minutes from Wake Forest. So college 
you know, home was really close by. So my dogs, we had three Australian shepherds. So, and we used to have Rottweilers growing up. So yeah, lots of dogs in my family, <laughs> lazy dogs. And any, <laughs> any, any plans to get uh, dogs now? Uh, I live now I live by myself. So, well, I live like with my boyfriend, so probably not till we get like a house, you know, I'm, I think I might get a cat before I get a, something I have to actually take care of <laughs> very well. So how do you, how do you go from a dog person to a cat person? I don't know. Just, just a cat that just, you know, can just bring me animals and like lives outside. That sounds fun. <laughs> It just, I don't know, like something I don't have to actually take care of is what I need. <laughs> They're a little more self-sufficient. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I, my, yeah. Co- my college roommate um, had a cat and the cat would go mm-hmm. out and get presents for us mm-hmm. and bring them in, but would not kill the presents. <laughs> so oh, nice. they would bring them into the apartment and then let them loose. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. <laughs> so we would have chipmunks and squirrels running through our apartment uh, because uh, the cat brought us these gifts and let them roam free. Yeah. I think that's what I like about cats. Like that just sounds exciting to me maybe, but until it happens, then I'll change my mind. But I have been seeing like pet raccoons too. That gets my attention. I just don't know where to get a raccoon. (laughs) Yeah. No in hell. I, I I know somebody that has a pet raccoon, but yeah, I want to know like how do you how do you domesticate them to live <laughs> in your home? Like, yeah, they're mean. Yeah, they're really cute. I'm just waiting to find one like on the you know on the side of the road and be like, this finally, it's mine. <laughs> You're <Right>. mine, <laughs> baby raccoon. I'll domesticate it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, this this has started off. In a, in a great direction. Cause the less we talk about CrossFit, the more fun I have. Um, so, um, you all, it also says you were like with the Marine officer candidates. Yeah. So that was last year. I was doing that for a while, like my whole college career, um, went to OCS, finished it last summer and kind of had plans on doing that, but changed my kind of life trajectory a little bit, just some life things happened. And I just realized that wasn't the track I wanted to go on. So now I am going through the like disenrollment process of that program, um, focusing on my career, you know, in the medical device industry and then CrossFit as well. So this kind of a mixture of both of those things, like realigning of my passions and what I really enjoyed. So, yeah. You're the second person that has disenrolled from that that we've <laughs> talked to in the last like five days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then yeah. you get it. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, um, so let's get into a little bit of the CrossFit. You've been around uh, for a while. You were a teen athlete starting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you went to the games in 2016 and 2017 in the 16 and 17 year old division. Yes. But here's what I'm so curious: what, about. How did you find CrossFit? Like, how did you get into CrossFit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went, I used to do gymnastics, um, also like in the Raleigh area. Um, and my coach did CrossFit and she would come like to our practices, you know, super sore all the time. And she was telling us about, you know, I did this workout with a hundred pull-ups, you know, a hundred, you know, it was probably Murph is what she was talking about, yeah. but, um, 
Oh, she was talking about how, how many pull-ups they were doing. And, you know, in gymnastics, the pull-up is always strict. So in my eyes, I'm like, what, what is she doing? <laughs> like whatever she's doing, it's even more intense than what we're doing, which I thought what we were doing was pretty intense um, gymnastics wise. Um, so I immediately like turned over to CrossFit um, when I was kind of fizzling out of gymnastics. Um, and like one day I was in gymnastics, next day I went to CrossFit and I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> it was just, it was just the right time, right transition right around like 14 years old is when I switched over. So January, 2014, actually, I know. <laughs> yeah. And and at what point did you realize you could be competitive? Um, so I went to, my first competition was Festivus Games, like that really beginner level competition. And I can still remember that, that feeling I had when I did that. Um, like that first, I think I was, I was in a shot of getting podium and it was really exciting. But I think the last event, I knew that I had to like win it to get first. And I ended up doing that. And I remember being on the podium and that spark kind of igniting. And, and then I learned about the teen division. And I think the very first year I did the open was the same year I started. So January, 2014, I started. And then I did the open that, that same year. Um, and I knew exactly where I was, you know, in the, on the leaderboard, I wasn't going to, didn't qualify for the games that year, but I knew exactly kind of what, where I needed to be. And I, I had all those girls like, Instagram accounts and was just kind of, what do I need to do to be at their level um, to make that happen? So yeah, forgot the question, but. <laughs> so, so I'm 12 years into CrossFit and I'm still doing Festivus games. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just so you know. <laughs> so some of us never get above that, <laughs> that threshold. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you, you win the Festivus games. So the question was, when did you know you could be competitive? So I'm assuming oh, yeah. the win was telling you you could be. Yeah, because I, I had given up, you know, I had given up competitive uh, atmosphere because in gymnastics, I had such a, a high anxiety level when I competed. Like, just being, I remember, yeah, just like on the beam, I felt like I was just sweating, you know, through my feet. I couldn't even, you know, balance on the beam just because I'm like, I feel like I'm just going to slip right off. I always felt like I was going to something the worst was going to happen. I was going to like land on my neck or something. I was very high anxiety by the end and I lost a lot of skills by the end. Um, and so I just didn't think I was going to compete again. And then in CrossFit, I just, all those worries I had in gymnastics just didn't, it didn't resonate as well. Like I, I still have the like high stress, but I wasn't afraid of like falling on my neck and like disappointing everyone. It was just not as like, it couldn't just go all wrong in a split second, just like gymnastics could. So um, really like, I think it was probably 2016 was when like, I really made that push to, to make it to the games that that was the first year. Yeah. So the year before, like that 2015 to 2016 was when I was really pushing the CrossFit. Um, and the years before that I was like big in Olympic lifting as well. So that was where I got the strength to push the CrossFit as well. Yeah. So Scott's on mute. So because he's on mute, I will. <laughs> He does this every show, just so you know. <laughs> every show. At least once. Yep. Good. Well, what I was going to ask is, you went to the games in two different locations. So you're one yeah. of the few people that got right. to experience Carson and Wisconsin. Yeah, that's true. Which so, one did you like better? So, I mean, give me how to say Carson, definitely. <laughs> If you just miss Carson, I guess it's just nostalgic, you know? Yeah. 
I can totally see that, especially well, yeah. in the weather. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. But I think, I mean, I think Madison is it has its own nostalgia too. If it were to move, people would miss Madison the same way people miss Carson. So, so yeah, did you get to compete in the tennis stadium? I think so. Uh, that's not a good question for me. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to remember. <laughs> yeah, I just the, big, the, big the, only, one, right? the biggest. Yeah, the biggest difference for me is right. The smaller venue was the tennis stadium, mm-hmm. and then they had the big soccer stadium for like outdoor events. But in in Wisconsin, you have that outdoor feel with North Park, but the Coliseum is different because it has a roof. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just was curious what the difference was in this open air tennis stadium in Carson and then the enclosed roof in Madison. Yeah. I think the Carson one, it felt like it felt like kind of empty. I'd say like it wasn't fully filled mm-hmm. out. Whereas the Madison one seems almost too small. Like it's packed. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like we need something in the middle, but I mean, haven't been to the games in a couple of years. So I'm not really like the person to ask about this. Yeah. I was there in 17 as a volunteer mm-hmm. and the state, the state outdoor stadium was barely built up. They just had like seats on each side and that would have been mm-hmm. your last year. Now that outdoor stadium is all surrounded. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's much higher than it was in 17. So they can probably get three times the crowd in that stadium than they could in 17. Yeah. And I too, and like the age group, I remember the age group in Carson was more similar to the individuals uh, areas. Like they were, we were competing in the same areas as the Indies, which was kind of cool. But then at Madison, it was like our own separate, our own separate area, which was kind of like just not as gamesy. It didn't feel as much like the games, like it did a regional level. I didn't realize it, but it did feel like just like it was set up like a regional. So we were always, yeah, in the they got rid of that stuff. Oh, they did. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the teens in the, in the age groups compete on the same two fields now mm-hmm. and they got rid of what well, I think they called it the horse barn where you guys were at in 17. Out back, something like that. Like <laughs> Yeah. 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 It was rough. So you brought up uh, regionals. And so because you've been around and in the sport for a while, what do you think about the the new setup now? So mm-hmm. you've kind of been around and, and seen the regional aspect. And now we've got the, you know, the quarterfinals, the semis. What do you, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on those? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, a, it's like a little disappointing that it's changing so much. Like I don't, I'm not really partial to any format mm-hmm. except when it's changing, it's hard for the sport to feel like so serious or clear to, you know, spectators and my friends and family who are interested in keeping up and it's just impossible to explain when it changes every two years. But I mean, the format now I think is really similar to regionals, which I like. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I think it lacks is in the regional days, they were much smaller so like gym communities could travel to each regional yeah where now you don't have that as two major what they've done what right is they're both in touristy areas so they're destination places <laughs> this year where in the past like I, w- I was in the central east or the central so we would be in nashville and all the gyms could travel because it was a six-hour drive at most yeah and then you at the 
in the, at, you were in the Atlantic, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so generally, I think they were in Georgia or. I think ours was in Orlando, actually. So it was kind of far. Or, okay. I think it was far that one year I went. But but Mac last year was in Knoxville, which was really convenient. I know what you mean if it's if it is close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. our, like we had people from our gym decide last minute to just drive over. So that was fun. Yeah. And my, my coach actually like on Friday left. <laughs> she had a little like emergency, like a family emergency. So she drove to Knoxville with me, dropped me off, left and like came back on Saturday. So Friday I didn't even have like my normal coach, which was interesting, but we made it work. <laughs> it was a great day actually, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you you actually did really well at Mac um, last year. And being a teen games athlete, I'm sure there were some expectations on you coming into the adult division. What is that transition like going from the teen division to the open division? Um, it's It's difficult. I think it's more difficult than people realize, I think. Like they always... I think they see the ones that have made it, you know, like the biggest names right now um, who have made it um, and assume it's easy peasy for everybody. <laughs> but I think it's almost more challenging when you have those expectations like on yourself to do well. And you can see, you know, big names like Haley Adams, who went from winning to like going right to the, the game space indie. And you kind of have that like, oh, that should be happening to me this year or next year or the following year. And then, you know, four or five years go on and you're still not there. So it can be really like mentally difficult to like get over that barrier and like accept that you're finally, you know, this is where I'm competing and this is my level and this is where like I'm supposed to be. Orbell spin posted uh, a story today. And, and if you want to know the, the accurate details, please go read the story. But <laughs> they st I think they said one fifth of all teen athletes mm -hmm. um, are still competing the, the other four fifths are no longer in CrossFit. They're not even doing the open. That was the right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so like, what does that mean to you that you you're like one of the survivors that have Survived. made the transition <laughs> at all? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care what everyone else does, I guess. Like if they don't want to do CrossFit, it's fine. But I mean, for me, I, I, um, I did, I was happy. Like, I'm happy that I, I like focus on longevity. That's like the biggest thing for me um, was like, how do I stay in the sport a long time and like make this a career versus making it to the games, you know, last two years ago and then not making it any year after that or just burning out, fizzling out. Um, it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to to be in the space for a while when I do make it. And I think, you know, last year, this year was, was going to be the time that I make the push. So <laughs> So talk to us yeah. about the last chance qualifier last year. The one that I didn't do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah, that sucks. But <laughs> I did um, – so I qualified for the last chance because it was 6th, 7th, and 8th qualified, I think, from the from my competition, Mac. Um, and I was 7th, so I, I made it. Um but I didn't compete in it because I was at OCS. So I had to kind of make a decision. Um, okay. And I couldn't do both because I was literally like 
just in a barracks. Yeah. <laughs> so had no phone, had nothing. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So I, yeah. So I want to, I want to ask you this question about the Mac mm -hmm. stacked, stacked semifinal. You come in and you get seventh. The outside world probably didn't have that expectation for you. Mm -hmm. Did you have that expectation for yourself? I think kind, kind yes and no, I would say. Um, I definitely was, I was aiming for like top 10 was like my kind of my minimum expectation, but I, I did want to qualify. I thought I could qualify. I thought I had a good chance with like the field that we had. I thought there was going to be like a, from my perspective, there was going to be a rookie or two that was going to make it from, from my semifinal. And so I thought, you know, that could be me. And that was what I was trying to keep in mind the whole time is like, it can be you, it can be you. Um, and I think it takes a lot of convincing to like finally convince yourself that that's the reality is that you deserve it. And you're, you're no, you're one of them. Um, but yeah, I, I forgot the question already. <laughs> Did you surprise yourself last year? And I'm going to, I'm going to expand the question a little bit. Okay. Right. So, so fourth place was Brooke Wells. Mm -hmm. Brooke Wells scored 443 points, fourth place. You in seventh place scored 433 points. You were only 10 points out of fourth place. Oh. Not even fifth, like fourth. Yeah. And so, and, and there was you in seventh, <clears throat> Kelly Clark in sixth, Rebecca Fusilet in fifth. So three games, three rookies within nine points of going to the games. So yeah. you were correct. Yeah. Like, like you called it. Did you expect to be that close knocking on the door? No, I didn't. And, and that's like, that's the biggest thing. Like going into this season is just keeping that, that exact, you know, that exact fact in mind is that like I was that close. I was one workout away. I think when you look at like my placing last year, I got like top five on every event except for one. And it was just one, it wasn't even one, one workout. It was one movement, one single movement that I have a giant hole in that I've been doing every day, <laughs> literally every day. And I hate it so much, but I do it every day uh, <laughs> to work on it. So yeah, I mean, I think just going into the semifinal, I'll just be overly like more confident than I've probably ever been, uh, that I'll be qualifying for the games. Like my expectation this year is to qualify. So, yeah. <laughs> so before we move to the next section, uh, Gigi strong says, OCS so much respect. I remember military days. <laughs> um, so <laughs> didn't realize this was live. So we... Oh yeah. <laughs> Crap. Yep. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, and so we look at, I look at your finishes, mm -hmm. Barbell Complex fifth, Midline Sadness third, Mac Mile fifth, Hardcore Parkour fourth, Turbo Tunnel fifth. And that is a very wide variety of disciplines in those five. Mm -hmm. So Barbell Complex, heavy, heavy, heavy. Midline Sadness, all core. Uh, Mac Mile, a lot of engine. Like you are proving that you have all of these elements. You just don't have legless rope climbs. I do now, but <laughs> every day. Yeah. Come on, Scott. <laughs> <What are you laughs> <doing>? <laughs> well, I'm looking at the snapshot of last year. 
you yeah. at the, in that moment, right? That was the one thing that got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you said you've been working on it every day. Mm-hmm. So has it, has it gotten to a point where it's more of a strength or are you still thinking you got more work to do? I think I, I think I do have more work to do definitely. It, Cause it was such a big hole for me. Um, but the the leap that I've made has been like astronomical. I wouldn't say it's gonna be it's like gonna be a top five finish um, like all those other events. It really depends on the workout, I guess. Like like that that one workout had ten of them in a row. There was no nowhere to hide, so it was kind of unfortunate. Um, I think even if I had like I think the day that I did that, I I could have done a little bit better for where my fitness was at, but I kind of, I had a no rep or two or three that really like oh. prevented me from finishing the workout. But even if I had done my absolute best, I would have, it still would have only been, you know, 28th, 25th, 25th to 30th would be like my absolute best. So I'm trying to get my, trying to get that, like where my average of where I would have been, uh, where I should be on the, that movement up. But it also depends on like, if there's only two or three in a row, you know, I can bust through that. If it's 10 in a row, that's a different, a different thing I'd say for me, I have to attack that a little bit differently and still like, still be aware that it's going to be like something I need to be watchful of that movement. Not a hundred percent not to compete with it. So not, not to beat a dead horse, but 28th is a game spot. (laughs) Exactly. Tell me about it, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps me up at night. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. But but you've closed that hole up, right? And so this yeah. year you're going into Orlando with much more confidence. And you you know you have a, the other well-rounded stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I mean so, there's a lot of things that I've also been working on. Like, I think there's a lot of things mentally that I'm not like as confident in. Even if like on game day I do show up and do pretty good, I think there are some potential holes. So I've been filling those like. Uh, I tend to be pretty good at like technical lifts, snatch, clean and jerk, Olympic lifting, but more like raw power stuff I've been working on, like awkward kettlebell, awkward dumbbell, sled pushes, like the stuff that I'm not naturally that great at. I've been sandbag, sandbag, yep, crushing those in training and like almost loving that more than my usual like gymnastics, Olympic lifting stuff that I tend to do better at. So I'm excited to see. So. So before we move on to what you've done this season on this podcast, you seem very buttoned up, right? You you're very (laughs) who you are. And I want to share a video that shows when you come out of your shell, you can be a lot of fun. Uh And so I want you to explain what what happens to make you want to do this. Okay. It's from your (laughs) deeper you digging. So you're cleaning some weight here. <laughs> and then at the very end, you make sure that everybody knows that you, there it is. <laughs> you, you do the Bronislav. Flamingo. <laughs> so what, what happened in that moment that make, that made you want to do that flamingo move? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I don't even remember. Are are things like that common? I think, yeah. I just get in like a really good mood all of a sudden. And I just want to like show off. Be silly. The endorphins are flowing. 
Yeah, I think because I don't know. Some, when you know when you just hit heavy weight and it's it feels so good. I remember hitting this. I hadn't hit 225. This was 225. I'm pretty sure. I haven't hit it. I hadn't hit it in like weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and then like the next week on the cycle, I hit 245, which was like a PR. So that's just how good it was feeling, I guess. <laughs> and then you have one of your competitors down here. One day I will be flamingo like you, able to <laughs> flamingo like you. And that's from Rebecca Fusilay. Um, <laughs> Queen. <laughs> we're so, kind of, we kind of like, cause we're both, um, we're teen athletes. I feel like we have that same like link, at least connection there. So we always like support each other through Instagram. Are, are you guys around the same age? We, yeah, we should be like the exact same because we were in the same division, I think two years in a row. So we were in 16, 17, both years together. Yeah. That's cool that you, I mean, that's what I love about the sport is that you can be competitors, but yet still like be supporting each other and be happy for each other at, because I mean, it's, it's still exciting for somebody to, to do well and to celebrate that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so exciting to like see her qualified. I mean, to see like to be there in the moment when she made it for the first time and like definitely relive that moment for her and like hopefully for me in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Want that so bad. <laughs> so GG Strong says, um, I can't get it to come over. There we go. Uh that's swag, you go, lady. <laughs> Thanks, GG. Um, uh, do you know who that is? No. No? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now. so now you've got five weeks, four weeks, five weeks till Orlando. Maybe I think it's four. No. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a four or five ish range. Um, yeah. what, what's, what do the next four weeks look like for you? Yeah. I mean, so I work full time, so I'm just kind of on the normal eight to four, nine to five grind. And then I train afternoons till pretty late. Like I'll, I'll leave the gym most nights at like 8 PM ish sometimes, maybe later. It, it depends like between seven 30 to eight 30, I'm leaving the gym, um, come home, eat, and then rinse, repeat for, for right. the, <laughs> for the whole week. And the weeks just fly by. Like I, I was looking through my programming Excel sheet and I was surprised to see that we had already done, you know, four weeks of training. It just didn't feel like it had gone that fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going by fast. Like we only have four weeks left of training, which is really scary to think that's, that's all that's left. Like I only have 20 more days of actual training left before we're on the stage. So, so well, you, have, you, you have the time between then and the games. That's true. Train. Yeah. <laughs> I'm preparing. I mean, that's definitely how I'm talking these days. Everyone's like, Good. I'm really confident this year. I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen this year. So what do you do for recovery between, you know, your rinse repeat cycles here? Yeah, I, I need to sleep more. I don't sleep enough. So mostly sleeping. I, I have like those, my coach gave me her like Norma tech pants. So mm -hmm. I've been doing that. I stretch a ton. Um, sometimes I play pickleball and like play <laughs> yoga and stuff extra stretching, rolling. I do all that and theragunning. Um, and then I also take like tons of creatine. I think that's great for my recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like turmeric and I really nail vitamins when I'm like, 
training for a competition specifically, uh, like fish oil, magnesium, stuff like that. That just like makes your body feel so much better the next morning. Yeah. Do you ever try the hot, cold, cold, hot? Oh yeah. I do that too. <laughs> so you do like, the cold tub? Yeah. I, yeah. I, my boyfriend's really big into that. Uh, so I get dragged, I get dragged into that. <laughs> I don't ever initiate it, but if everyone else is doing it, I'm going to do it, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we did. Do you uh, see a benefit from it? Um, <laughs> I think in my mood, my mood for sure. I don't know, like my body, I think my body needs like stretching more than anything after training like I train. But it doesn't do, it doesn't hurt, you know, it, it definitely makes your body feel better. Um, I think it's like good for energy too. Yeah. And then now there's this, now there's this debate over, is it colder for shorter or -hmm. a little bit warmer for longer? Mm -hmm. Well, so whenever I do do, do it with, with Frank, my boyfriend, he, um, he's doing like cold, it's like more of like a cold mental training. So it's not like for our body recovery it's more like how long can we stay in this cold water and then get out and sit st- like stand in the cold wind how long can we handle it I'm like sure let's, sure let's do it it's never like and then we'll go in the hot tub but it's not like we're doing this for our body it's more of like a mental training like fun thing with the with the boys all like laughing yeah. <laughs> trying to have fun frank frank you got a games athlete here you gotta you got to get her body recovered, not just her mind. He massages my calves. He gets gets all the knots out. There you okay. go. All right. Yeah. There we go. He's my masseuse. Yeah. Chelsea Miller says, uh, "Cold or shorter? Uh, cold or shorter? Get it? Get it done? Get her done? That's, yeah. Because like the first two minutes is the worst part, and then you just kind of you're you're good. You're Gucci. The next." three to 10 minutes doesn't matter how long it is. Yeah. All right. So you go, you go to Orlando, you finish top 10. So you're solidly going to the games. Mm -hmm. And what is the celebration on Sunday night? Sunday night Uh, of semis of Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Of Orlando. Like, what are you going to do? Sorry, Mac's not. we're, We're past Mac. Yeah, we're oh. past that. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely want to – then that night, I'll probably just, like, eat tons of food because I tend not to eat when I'm in competition very much. I just – I struggle to get food in because I'm, like, so anxious, and yeah. I just barf everything up, so it's just, like, I don't want to eat anything. <laughs> um, but I'll probably get, like, pad thai, some, like, Thai food, some pad ew, some sushi. <laughs> And then I think we're planning on like hanging around for Monday, Tuesday, like going to Disney or something. Oh, good. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I'd probably the the weekend after I'll like do a little backpacking trip uh, before get that, get that in my system so I can train for the games every weekend after that. So that's what I'm curious about. You like to be outside and like to do a lot of traveling. (laughs) Definitely. And recently, where did you just go to Mexico? Yeah, I was in Mexico. Oh, I was in Portugal most most recent recently, um, it, like overseas traveling at least. Yeah, <laughs> that was Hawaii. Different. Yeah, 
And you did spear fishing your first time fishing with spear. Yeah, fishing. I never never been fishing before, but I have been spear fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was like the it was the coolest thing I've ever done. Really? Um, yeah, it was just it was just beautiful, and you you go in the water, and it was it was cool because I had somebody with me, and he was a he he spear fishes, and he was instructing me kind of like how to how do we do this? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It was called a nine nine, and we so we like filleted it and just ate it raw right right after catching it. There it is. Yeah. And th that that is the speared fish. Yeah. Oh. This is this is just me swimming around. <laughs> okay. That was me actually. It was a little bit of a cloudy day, so the water was. So if you like went underwater and yeah. looked down, you couldn't see the bottom. So he was like, "We need to go down." deeper than what you can see and like grab a rock, the waves pulling you around and you need to just like relax. And so the fish come back to you so you can uh -huh. shoot them. <laughs> Sounds bad, but no, <laughs> it was really, it's really hard. Cause you have to actually like, you have to like fight the urge to, to want to breathe and like relax. And it was really cool. It took me back to, uh, I did like a survival swimming class when I was in college and it was like the same kind of core principles of just, no stay like slow and relaxed with good technique just stay calm in the water just do your thing do you have any bucket list um travel like places that you that you want to go to that you haven't yet i think i, I think have too many to even <laughs> before i die uh probably like thailand's on the list definitely really like any anywhere beautifully beautiful outdoors definitely like oregon California area like I want to hit like all of the west coast I haven't I think that'd be like a really easy trip to do pretty soon um this year maybe after after the season <laughs> yeah so is this your um your home gym yes yeah there's Molly that's beautiful and that's that's what you get in at night working out yeah <laughs> that's just that's a normal so day beautiful normal day in Raleigh <laughs> So we had a question of, do you train out of a camp or on your own? Yeah, I train uh, on my own at 12 State CrossFit. It's a, a gym local to Raleigh. My coach is the head coach at 12 State CrossFit. Her name is Whitney Galin. She went to the games. Oh, yeah. Three years. Three, yeah. two, three. Yeah. yeah. I think three. Well, I that's think she bearing the lead. Yeah. yeah. So she's my, she writes program for me specifically, but. I follow the gym's program and she'll tweak it for me. So like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do class workouts. So I'm never working out alone. And then uh, she'll she'll basically change the workout for me a little bit. So like the workout will be handstand push-ups. I'll do like deficit handstand push-ups, wall-facing handstand push-ups, or, uh, you know, parallel handstand push-ups. It'll be changed like to be more semifinal-esque or higher skill for me. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm doing like my own thing completely. And I have a lot of friends that jump in with me. So I'm never, it's really rare that I work out alone. Like out of the whole week, I maybe do like two pieces by myself completely that are my cons. So. so Whitney is maybe one of the most underrated great <laughs> CrossFit athletes we've ever seen. Yeah. Tell me about it. I agree. <laughs> um, so what's it like, how long have you been with her and what's it like? getting her tutelage 
Yeah, so I uh, I moved to Twelfth State in 2018, and that was the year I made it to regionals. But she was also competing still, so she was doing the individual. She went to the games 2018, uh, the first year I went to regionals, and I got to you know be there and watch her qualify. Um, but so she wasn't coaching me then. She was kind of she was doing she was head coach at the gym, but she was uh like also like kind of more part time and training. Uh, so not really focusing on coaching, but then when she stopped doing indie, uh, she put like was uh, willing to kind of like mentor me and provide coaching for me specifically. Um, so she, we've trained together since before 2018, uh, but now we're we're less on like a competitor standpoint and more on like a coach athlete uh, level with each other. We we, we used to be like competitors, kind of <laughs> like or I I was like. Trying, trying to, her. Trying to her, like, yeah. yeah, you're not, you're nothing. You're I'm not worried about you. <laughs> and I'm like racing to get to her <laughs> level. And so did you go to 12 state because of that or did, or was it just by chance that the two of you hooked up when you went there? Definitely not chance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's close to 12. Uh, it's close to NC state. So I, when I was in high school, I went to a, like an early college program and I, I went to high school at NC State, and when Frank moved to NC State, I was like, well, I might as well kind of go with him, and this is also a really great gym. They've got really great athletes. Like, I'm out of the teen division this year. This is a great year to, like, change it up and get that, like, follow, you know, be with somebody who's way fitter than me and get pushed. So that's what I would I would do is, like, go to classes from, like, 8.30 to 12 every day, and then um, I would work out with her from, like, 1 to 5. I remember that first when I had like less schoolwork the freshman yeah. year, but. <laughs> and Frank and you have been together since high school. Yeah. Was, we'll be on like year seven in a couple months. So Whoa. <laughs> I'm only 22. It's a long time for me. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, that's just a long time in general. <laughs> yeah. Like we're unburying all the leads here at the end of the podcast. Right. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That like high school sweethearts and. And yeah, still together, and and does he CrossFit? He does, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I was gonna say, if not, <laughs> he's more into he's more into like the running, swimming lately, which is also like great for me because I'm not it's not my favorite thing to do. So he's always like wants me to to do it with him, or I can always get him to do it with me when I need someone to jump in with me. <laughs> yeah, well. Shelby, this has been an awesome podcast. Uh, we uncovered all the good stuff at the end, um, but I wanted to, a couple of people are touting Raleigh and, and Kenneth is like, Raleigh is totally underrated. Um, and Gigi Strong is, I used to go to basketball camp in North Carolina every summer. Love it there. It's nice. And a lot of my wife's family live in North Carolina. So we're there in the Charlotte area a lot. Mm -hmm. I know that's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, North Carolina is awesome. Yeah. It's very diverse. Like you get the mountains, the beach, the outer banks, Raleigh is a nice city, small. It's nice. So, yeah. The whole state has everything. Yeah. So, do you have any good, um, Kat wants us to ask you this. Do you have any good hiking recommendations for Asheville? Oh gosh. I can send you a, I'm like opening my phone to, to get you a good list. <laughs> You can um, tell us off the air. I just, that was something she was like, ask her about Asheville. Cause she's going. Yeah. So. so like, obviously Mount Mitchell and grandfather mountain are like easy uh, day hikes. If you're into like 
a longer backpacking trip. I just went to, um, oh, crap, what was it called? I just went to Glenville Gorge. That's what I went to. Um, that was really beautiful. And that's like, you could be out there for five days if you wanted to like take it really slow. I, I took it slow, pretty slow, and it was three days. Um, but you could do it in one day if you wanted to. Some people are intense like that, but I was just taking it easy, just chill. <laughs> but yeah. So when you need it. to just reset and bring peace to your mind, is mm -hmm. that hiking for you? Yeah, I've I've like definitely fell in love with backpacking recently, and I don't do it as much as like I'd wish I could, just because with training, I you, you can't really just put everything aside, but. Uh, it, it is really nice and it's really a good way to explore and see, you know, what there is. I love waterfalls and I love beautiful lookouts. And for some reason, just like camping in the woods has become enjoyable, which I never thought it would when I was younger. Yeah, I know. It's funny how we, we evolve and change our minds about things. Yeah. Yep. We I set up camp like literally right on a cliff a couple weekends ago. Like I come out of my tent and like five second walk is just a cliff mountains and overlook and the sun rays coming through the clouds. It was just oh. awesome. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to respect your time and let yeah. you go this evening, but we are definitely going to have you back as now we're <laughs> learning more and more about you. Um, you need to be our travel aficionado. Yeah. Sounds um, good. All yeah. the good places you've been. Um, <laughs> we can set up a backpack. And things to do. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Shelby, and everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for chiming in and being a part of our show. You guys make it awesome. And so with that, we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast.